1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Friday. It's August 5th. It is 2022. We have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice06. Chief, what's happening, my friend?
2: Nothing much, man. Another Friday, another big slate. More price pools are out there. More props, more money to be made. Let's help them make it back in the building yet again.
1: Yeah, man, Um, big slate. We're going to jump right in. Not too much to talk about nonsense-wise anyway, so let's talk some baseball. Potential weather in this one. We got Baltimore at Philadelphia. Or no, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Sorry. Baltimore and Philadelphia are the two weather spots. Pittsburgh at Baltimore, eight and a half total in this one. Baltimore, a 165 favorite. We have Keller against Kramer. Any interest here in Mitch Keller?
2: Uh, I mean at 6500 I don't think it's the worst play in the world uh, I mean he should I feel like Keller can go out and get 15 points is that enough on this slate maybe maybe not um I think he goes in the in the in the, in the, in the uh, player pool though because of the price and the matchup not that Baltimore uh, is awful at the plate but I think he can get get enough strikeouts here to make up um for a little, a little bit of his lack of upside in a regular situation.
1: If this is a six or seven game slate, I think you could maybe take some shots on Keller 13 game slate, a lot of good arms, a lot of good spots. I don't think I end up on Keller today. He has been pitching good. He's a big ground ball guy. So he is someone that can kind of go deep into games. Um, you know, they'll let him go 90, 95 pitches when he's pitching well and get six or seven innings. So not my favorite. Like I said, if it's maybe a smaller slate, maybe I'm looking at Keller and, you know, Kramer on the other side He's shown upside in a couple starts this year, but overall on the year, he hasn't been great. And, I mean, he gets a good matchup going up against Pittsburgh, but I still don't think this is a spot I want to play him.
2: Not playing Kramer. (laughs) I
1: will say. It's Pittsburgh, but I'm not doing it. The lineup they rolled out there yesterday, um, I was looking at it. They were on the early slate and um, it had a 29% K rate in it. I like, mean, Pittsburgh is awful. Like, yeah. I, oof, they're bad. I think the weather is going to be bad in this one. So I don't think it's going to necessarily matter. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that.
1: All right. Bats here. Anything standing out to you on the Pittsburgh side?
2: no I don't want to play any bats from Pittsburgh even against Kramer I just I don't think it's worth it you know you talked about the thirteen game slate and big slate I don't even think those bats are worth my time
1: yeah I think anybody would be Reynolds or Cruz um you know Reynolds is 4k and Cruz was pretty cheap um did they price him up finally? Yeah. So he's 4,200. It definitely would be, it'd be Reynolds. I think if anybody, like I said, maybe Cruz, but, and then on the Baltimore side of things, I mean, I like Rutschman. I like Mullins. I like Santander. I just don't know if I get to these guys on a big slate like this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't ever mind Mullins uh, because of his upside. Um, You know, and I think Rutschman at 4,600 isn't a bad play. But, um, I, I definitely don't think I, I get there. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much with him.
1: All right, we got Washington at Philadelphia, eight and a half total. Philly's a 220 favorite, a theme that we're going to see a lot here 10 of the year. Big favorites against Washington. Uh, Josiah Gray going up against Kyle Gibson. Any interest here in Josiah Gray?
2: I do. Uh, Philly, despite that them being favorites this team can't strike out I know that grace got if you look grace had some really tough matchups but look at what he did the last time against philly here 11 strikeouts six innings I'm not expecting 11 strikeouts but I think he can get six or seven here and if he can not give up the home run ball uh and and not walk too many guys i mean he could he could put up a really nice number here. I, I once again I think he goes in the pool. I think there's enough strikeouts. If he can limit the damage, he'll put up a, a good number for us here.
1: Yeah, I mean he has to get around Schwarber and Hall. His biggest struggles is like left handed power. Those are the two left handed power bats. I think he has some upside in this spot. My my concern is like the win in this game for him the Washington lineup just is really, really bad. Um, So, I mean, that's, that'd be my biggest concern. And then Kyle Gibson on the other side of this game, any interest here in Gibson going up against Washington here at 7k?
2: At 7k. I think that's, that's the magic number, Stevie. At that particular salary, I think it's worth it uh, to take a shot. I mean, He gets 17, 18 fantasy points. I I would accept that on this slate at 7K. So uh, I think Gibson is in play for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, Washington got a couple runs on Syndergaard, and Syndergaard didn't have his best outing. Maybe people are a little gun-shy to go back to the well here, but, I mean, there's just no power in this lineup outside of Luke Voight. My biggest concern is they are going to throw quite a bit of lefties at him. Um, He's in play for me. He's not my favorite, but he's in play. Yeah. As far as the Washington bats, man, I got nothing. Luke Voigt's cheap, but I don't typically want off
2: Luke Voigt. Yeah, not doing it. Man, Luke Voigt from the Yankees all the way down to Washington. How the tides could turn so quickly.
1: I know he was in such a good spot too. He's like, man, I'm playing in San Diego. I got a chance. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope.
1: Um any interest in the Philly bats here against uh Gray? No. I mean, I like Schwarber at 5,400 and I think um, Hall at 3K. He's really cheap. Left-handed power bats just crushed Josiah Gray. three nineteen ISO, 55% fly ball rate. So Schwarber and Hall would be the two guys I'd look at. um, And maybe even like Stout if I want to go like a three-man lefty stack here because he was pretty sure he's super cheap, right? Um Oh, he's up to 35, but he's still cheap enough, especially at oh, yes. second base. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, you're using an outfielder, a first baseman, and a second baseman. So I don't know how many times you're going to get to a secondary stack that you want to fill those positions, but I wouldn't mind it. I mean, Schwarber, I think, has some of the best home run upside on the slate, especially with this game being in Philly. Houston at Cleveland, no total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Valdez going up against Kurt McCarthy. Um, any interest here in Valdez? No. Nope. Tough matchup. I think we're going to find options that we're going to like more on this slate. And then on the other side of this game, I mean, I don't know really what to expect here at McCarthy. I don't expect him to go deep into the game, for one. Um, His minor league numbers are okay. He's not a huge strikeout guy. He has given up a lot of home runs in the minors. Um, So, I mean, high whip. I just don't see any way I'm getting to this lefty against this Houston offense.
2: Absolutely. Definitely not taking Mr. McCarty here today.
1: All right, uh, Houston Bats. I mean, like I said, they're going to get a lefty here. So Altuve, Gurriel, Bregman, Diaz, if Pina's in there, McCormick's in there. Um, I'm missing somebody. Mancini, if he's in there, which he should be, um, especially with Kyle Tucker kind of banged up right now. Mancini's 3,100. So, I mean, Houston is definitely a stack that I'm looking at. Oh, and Vasquez. They have Vasquez now, too, at 4,300.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this Houston, is a tough
1: lineup for left-handed pitching. Now
2: it's it's ugly. Uh, yeah, it was already <laughs> a
1: tough lineup, but now like it got. I feel like it got harder.
2: Yeah, it did. just um, definitely on the, on the stack train today, um, and and there's enough. They got some expensive bats. Don't get me wrong, but they've got cheap ones. Diaz, Mancini, uh, Pena, like that. That's enough cheap bats to put with an Altuve or. Uh, Guriel 33, like you know, there's enough here. So, um, and you can fletch Vasquez at first base or catcher. I probably play him at catcher if I was stacking Houston because I would probably play Guriel or Mancini or both because you can get Mancini outfield. Houston's a very versatile team to stack today. I, I think they're at the top of the list.
1: Any interest in
2: the Cleveland side here? Uh, no, I. I I don't think they're going to run the score up. I just think they're going to really keep uh, the upside down for Valdez.
1: Two guys I'll mention. Jose Ramirez has a big, big time fly ball rate against left-handed pitching. Valdez is a huge ground ball guy. So you want a fly ball hitter and hedges of all people is a big fly ball hitter. So if you wanted to roll the dice on a $2,500 catcher against Valdez, no one's going to play. Um, Listen, he's cheap, and he's the guy that can hit home runs, so don't mind that. But Valdez is a huge ground ball guy. I don't want to go out of my way to pick on him on a 13-game slate. Atlanta at New York taking on the Mets here, 8.5 total. The Mets, a 130 favorite. Ian Anderson going up against Tajon Walker. If this game was played like second week of the season, Ian Anderson would be like a 180 favorite in this game. Um, he has been struggling all year and this team is just very tough on right-handed pitching that like this line is probably really accurate
2: yeah um no way i play ian anderson here stevie like there's just no way he gets the x button immediately
1: yeah no interest in anderson for me um there's already two cheap guys that i think i'd play over him that we've already talked about He's just coming off of like a, a strong game, and if he could put together a few of those, maybe we could jump back on the Ian Anderson train. But not against the Mets. The Mets are one of the tough toughest teams in baseball uh, against right-handed pitching, and Tajon Walker is ninety-one hundred going up against the Atlanta Braves. Like this is another guy that I just no no chance less than twenty percent K rate going up against this Atlanta offense. I'll play plenty of pitchers against Atlanta, but Tajon Walker at ninety-one hundred is not one of them.
2: Yep. I agree. X button.
1: I don't know if I want to go out of my way to stack Atlanta here, but I feel like if I'm playing Atlanta at these
2: prices, I'm stacking them. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, I no, I, I got you. Yeah, I mean, they're not overall, you know, when, when you look at like Dansby 5K, Rowley 5,300. These guys are up there in certain spots. Olson 5K, Contreras 45. I mean, are these guys in cores? Are they facing. Uh the worst pitcher in baseball? No. Um, so I I can't play Atlanta today, Stevie. But I'm also not playing Time on Walker for sure. Not playing him at all.
1: Are the Mets a sneaky stack? Oh, I love the Mets
2: today. I love the Mets today.
1: Okay, so if this game was in Atlanta, I think I'd have more interest with this game being in the city. I'm a little skeptical, but I still the think United this is it. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Meltdown
2: after meltdown after meltdown. I,
1: I can't pass this up. After playing him the first few starts, I've been stacking
2: against him a lot this year. Yeah. I And the Mets are definitely sneaky because they probably are overpriced with the guys that people want to play, Stevie. Like, so if you look, um, Lindor's 51. uh Marte's 54. Pete Alonzo's 54. Uh, You know, those are kind of the big names. But then, you know, they got these other guys like Jeff McNeil, 3,800. Escobar, 4,300. Like, Nemo's 47. Like, I I think the Mets are going to have their way with Anderson here early. So, I'm definitely in on the Mets that. Like, absolutely in on it. All
1: right, we got Tampa Bay at Detroit. Eight and a half total in this game. Tampa is a 205 favorite. Kluber going up against Brian Garcia. Corey Kluber is 8,200. I mean, I'm probably paying the price tag. I don't love the idea of paying 8,200 for Corey Kluber, but I love the fact that I'll pl- I mean, he's getting Detroit. And this offense against Ray into pitching is by far the worst offense in baseball. Kluber has 30-plus point upside, and he probably has like a really, really high 20-plus point floor here.
2: Yeah, I I do like Corey Kluber at 8,200. If he has anything close to a repeat performance of his, let's call it revenge game against Cleveland, Stevie, uh, I I don't think he gives up four runs against Detroit. Uh, So I'm with you. I I think Kluber is – Definitely a sneaky high upside spot here and may not get the ownership um, because the slate is so big. Love Kluber here.
1: I'll tell you one thing. I definitely don't want to play Brian Garcia on the other side of this game, though. Negative. Walk rate is almost as high as the strikeout rate. I know it's one start, but looking back at like some minor league numbers and stuff um, – Listen, I just I don't see this working out for Garcia. I don't know if I necessarily want to stack Tampa though. They're not my favorite offense today. You know, you can always play Lau. Choi is kind of cheap here. Um, Peralta is three K. He's by far my favorite bat from Tampa at this price. Um, I'm going to play him a lot. His price will eventually catch up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate Tampa. It's just not my favorite.
2: Yeah, I think they're in play. Like Tampa's probably not a primary, probably a secondary stat. Uh, Definitely getting Brandon Lowe in there, Choi, Peralta. You talked about, like, those three guys, like, get them in. uh, Definitely think um, those guys have some upside.
1: Um, Detroit, anything here? No. All right. We got the White Sox and – the Rangers eight total. White Sox a 175 favorite here. Dylan C's going up against Glenn Otto. Dylan C's 10-4. Um, I mean, this guy has been pitching really, really well. Um DFS-wise, okay. But like real life pitching, he has been one of the best pitchers in baseball.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh Dylan C's at 10-4. Do I think it's worth it today? Maybe not. Um, but that, but that's just more of a price thing. Uh, if you, I'm not going to tell you to not play Dylan Seas. He's been spectacular. But uh, on this slate at 10 four, I think I've got. I think I've got better value. Um, in this 8K range today, and so I'm just. I think I can make up the difference with the bats.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Seas is he's a good option he really is oh yeah absolutely I just I mean do you need him today i I think that's kind of the question um yeah. if I'm playing anything more than like three teams, I'm probably getting exposure to Seas today because I mean he is one of the guys that could break the slate he has a thirty three percent k rate sixteen percent swing and strike rate on the season Seeger and Garcia really the only power in this lineup. There are a lot of strikeouts at the bottom half. So I could see him just having one of those games. It just, I don't know if I need him today. I like him a lot. I just don't know if I need him. Because um, there's some bats that we're going to talk about where I'm like, gosh, got to get these bats in there. Um, Glenn Otto. I mean, no. 12% walk rate, 18% K rate. No. The talent is there for the White Sox. It's eventually going to show up. Um
2: <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tonight, maybe tonight, but I'm not playing Glenn I can tell you that.
1: All right, let's talk White Sox bats. They're healthy, man. This lineup looks great on paper, and I mean, I'm just gonna keep losing money stacking them.
2: Well, you're already committed now, Stevie. You're, you're, your commitment is in.
1: I I mean, it's just it's getting to the point where it's so frustrating, like. Watch that Reagans guy just not give up anything um, to the White Sox yesterday. And it's just like,
2: eventually it's going to happen. Stevie, you know you know how this works. Let's have a, a mini intervention for about 30 seconds. You know how this works. You say, all right, I'm done with these stupid White Sox. If you hop off the train today, Stevie, they're going to score 15 runs.
1: Oh, yeah. Against
2: Glen Otto. Don't do it. Stay the course. Stack the White Sox today. Get ready for the massive print fest. Uh,
1: Any interest in the Texas bats here?
2: No. Oh, no. Big
1: slate, getting C's, not going to touch that. Toronto at Minnesota, eight and a half total. The Blue Jays a 125 favorite. Barrios going up against Tyler Molly, the new Minnesota pitcher here. Uh, Any interest here in Jose Barrios against Minnesota?
2: I mean, the price gives me some intrigue, Stevie, uh, at 7700 Like, I just – I don't hate it. Um, I, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the pr- price of admission on this slate. I mean, if Burials gets you 22, 23 fantasy points and Kluber can push you to 27-ish, get, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's going to be a good combination to have some upside on on the, on the on the uh, on the bat side. At 7,700, I like Barrios against
1: Minnesota. My issue is, like, we're going to talk about Robbie Ray coming up. I really like Robbie Ray today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, so he's going to be someone that we're going to talk about. We already talked about Kyle Gibson. Um, Eric Lauer is an interesting piece in a game that's coming up here in a minute. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the, on the fence here when oh. – when it comes to Barrios,
2: let me say this: if Barrios is eighty eight hundred today, I don't have any interest. It's really just it's the price he's seventy seven hundred and he's got enough upside. Look, he's gonna need some some bad up to fall his way like i, I, I I'll acknowledge that, but at seventy seven hundred, I think it's worth it. If he's eighty eight hundred today, I don't play him for what it's worth,
1: yeah. I like the price. I- I'm with you on that. I like the price. I mean, and he dominated this team earlier this season, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I think it's going to come down to a couple of things. What's his ownership? What does the lineup look like type of thing? Tyler Molly on the other side of this one, you know, with his new team. Now he's kind of struggled against righties this year. You know, he's given up a ton of hard contact, ton of fly balls. He's really struggled with righty power. You can't do that against this Toronto lineup: Springer, Vlad, Kirk, Bichette, Hernandez, Guriel, Chapman, um, and who, who did they just add? Whit Merrifield. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's,
2: it's 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 insane, Steve. Yeah, that's a good lineup. Here's what I will say: There's going to be some good playoff games with some of these these switches. Like, it's going to be some monster lineups out there, dude that we get to watch. Like in the wild card. It's going to be crazy. Uh, so anyway, I'm with you, man. This, oof, I'm not playing Tyler Mallet. I kind of like the
1: Toronto stack. Looking at like Molly's reverse splits and how much hard contact and fly balls he gives up, I kind of like the Toronto stack.
2: I definitely think they will be under-owned. One, it's a bigger slate. To Tyler Male still has some name value. Like, we don't ex- – you know, I don't think anybody's actually expecting Tyler Male to get shelled when he absolutely could. Love that call. I'm, I'm behind you 100%. And don't look now, Stevie, but Vlad is just hot. I mean, Steve, just if, – if you just – if you just game-log watch over the last 20 games or so, I mean, hit after hit after hit, Vlad's locked in, uh, man – this lineup could score some runs today if Molly doesn't have his stuff together. Um, any interest in the Minnesota bats here? No, good pass, big enough slate. I, I don't think they light Berrios up, so uh, I'm off Minnesota. I mean,
1: again, this comes down to what type of ownership Berrios is looking at in this spot. He gives up a ton of hard contact, so I wouldn't mind. Doing like a little mini stack here if he's like super chalky, but if he's not gonna be owned at all, I don't have to worry about it. So Boston at Kansas City taking on the Royals. Nine total in this game. Pick'em game. We got Winchowski against Zach Granke. Oh, how the times a turn for the Boston Red Sox. Um pick'em game against Kansas City here.
2: Again, Any... Zach Greinke of all
1: people. I know Jesus. Any interest here in uh Winchowski? No. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away as well. This lineup, not the best, but I mean, there's still plenty of bats at the top half of this lineup that I don't want to do it. Um, And I'm definitely not playing Zach Greinke against the Red Sox. I don't care how much this offense is struggling. (laughs) Zach Greinke has a 13% K rate on the season. I'm not playing him against anybody.
2: Absolutely not.
1: Uh, Boston bats. I mean, Devers is in a fantastic spot. Um, Listen... Granky I'm
2: stack today. I was
1: going to say, Ringy does give up some power to righties. So, like, if you want to yes. go, like, fam, Devers,
2: Bogarts, Hosmer's in the lineup now. I, mean, I don't hate JD, Stevie. Yeah, I'm JV. telling you, I, I'm, in on, I'm, uh, I'm kind of dude. in on a Boston stack today.
1: I, I really am. I'm starting to give up on JD Martinez.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm just I understand. saying. I'm just saying. But, I am getting the to price that point. is starting to become compensable. He's 4,200. He's not like 5K anymore. He just um, looks
1: awful at the plate, Will. He really <laughs> does. And I mean, the same could be said for like Acuna, and he hit a home run on Thursday night. So, I mean, any any guy with big time power and talent, yeah, sure. It's just it's hard to watch him take at bats right now.
2: I get it. But I'm just saying. Zach Grinke is gonna be throwing like 88 mile per hour fastballs up there. Like I mean come on, Chris
1: Boobich. <laughs> made him look bad on Thursdays. I you know I watched that bad where he's swinging over the ball okay.
2: on the guy. But Bub- is it Boobich up to around 92, 93. I think we're getting a five a five velo drop on, on oh. Greinke. <laughs> Grinky, is like uh okay. Three home, a... three
1: home run came coming in for Janie Martinez. <laughs>
2: Greggie's like Kyle Hendricks, man. Like, they just... Oh, gosh. I didn't think think Kyle Hendricks and Greggie in the same sentence, but here we are. Really, I think they're like parallels to each other.
1: Sure. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I don't mind a Red Sox stack here because... Overall, the stack is not that expensive. Like, Dugo's 3K, Hosmer's 3,400, Xander Bogarts is 4,700. I mean, you got to pay up for Devers, but he's also the guy that gives you the two-home run upside. So, sure, you're yeah. paying up for him no matter what. And Hosmer's going to
2: give him a tough at-bat.
1: Um, thoughts on the other side here. Um, Winchowski is a guy that really struggles with lefties. Um, I mean, do we look at Vinny? Do we look at or Melendez and, you know, Witt, Perez-type guys. I mean, Kansas City can still score runs.
2: Yeah, I think he can. Um, I don't think that's a a bad play at all. Like like you said, I mean, I'm just so disappointed in Hunter Dozier. You just can't. Jesus, man. Anyway, I'm not going to rant on Hunter Dozier. But, yeah, I, I think Kansas City is like another alternate mini-stack you know throwing a couple cheap guys and i think you can you can get the job done.
1: All right, we got Cincinnati at Milwaukee Duggar against Eric Lau in this one nine total Brewers a 230 favorite here. Uh any interest in Robert Duggar?
2: Ooh, Stevie. I mean at 5500 in my mind I'm like man if this guy, hear me out, what I'm saying, Stevie, if he was up to 85 pitches, and I knew he was going to get 85, I might consider that 5500, even on a big slate. Um, I, I don't think he's getting anywhere near that, so I just I can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy has been designated for assignment once or twice already this season. Um, I mean, he's getting an opportunity again because Luis Castillo and Tyler Molly got traded away. He has good strikeout stuff. I mean, if anything, you're looking at maybe his strikeout prop here um, more than anything else, but I don't think I'm playing him in DFS.
2: Yeah, if they give it to us, man, if it comes in at 3.5, I'd take it. I doubt it comes in that low.
1: I doubt it comes in that low either. But
2: Probably 4.5. That's that's my guess.
1: Um, Eric Lauer, I want to talk about this guy because, I mean, the Cincinnati lineup, they moved a lot of pieces. Eric Lauer – has some strikeout ability and some strikeout upside. Um, I mean, the guys that you were like worried about are gone. Dury was the one guy that like every time they face a lefty, you're like, oh man, I'm worried about this guy taking me deep. But this lineup's gonna look trash. Um I don't love the 8k price tag, but I could see him putting up 25 plus points here too. So I mean, this is a guy that has shown us that like he can go. 35 plus fantasy points.
2: Yeah, I think if, you know, if you get, like I said, Stephen, this is why I've been talking about that 8K range so much tonight. If you get two guys in the 8K range that can get you 25 plus in the slate, you're going to be set up for success because now you should have an advantage in the batting category. So I'm with you. Um, You know, once again, this is why it's called Daily Fantasy Sports. Eric Lauer should have some upside here. He's at home, not in Cincinnati, not in the Great American Small Park. So, at 8K, like, I, I'm i in against a lineup that, as you have already mentioned, definitely going to be warded down. I mean, we're probably going to see our Aquino and Nick Senza. I know has got, like, it, it's going to be watered down for sure. So, I, I'm in on it.
1: Um, Any Cincinnati bats? That is the problem, right? Like, that's the reason that we have interest in Lauer. Um, Milwaukee, I mean, Tellus, Wong, Renfro, Adamus, Yelich, McCutcheon, all these guys I think are in play here against Duggar at
2: home. Yeah, and they're starting to play. it. And, Stevie, don't look now. Hunter Renfro's 5K. And he's been, yeah, I mean, wow, just incredible. So, uh, I'm definitely expecting this team to score a few runs today. And so I'm in on the stat. I, this isn't a primary stat for me. I don't, I don't feel like they're about to just light the world on fire, but I definitely think there's some home run potential here. So I, I am in on the Milwaukee Brewers as a stat.
1: Yeah, I think I, Renfro has like six home runs in his last 13 or 14 games or something. It's, he's been, it's crazy. He's been crushing the ball. So very yeah. warranted uh, price increase for him. And yeah, I mean, the Brewers and Cardinals kind of battling it out for the NL Central now. Cubs kind of sold. Reds kind of sold. Pirates kind of sold. I, I mean, <laughs> the
2: Pirates were never in the uh
1: Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> the NL We've Central done before the season started. because the thing is, like, you got the Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants in one division. You got the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies. Like in that wild division? card spot yeah. is tough. So, I mean, if you're the Brewers and the Cardinals trying to win the NL Central, because you might not get a wild card spot. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking of Cardinals, you got the Yankees at St. Louis taking on the Cardinals in this one. Eight and a half total. The Yankees, a 145 favor here. Got Cortez going up against Hudson. Cortez is 10 1. Going to face a lot of righties with somewhat limited strikeout upside in this one. I think I put Nestor Cortez on the shelf today, and I hope that it's not a mistake.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, that's exactly how I feel about it. And I've said it all year, Stevie. St. Louis is just not striking out a ton. Now, you know, when Goldschmidt and Arenado and some of these guys that weren't vaccinated were well, out of this lineup and they went on up Toronto, okay. But that's not the case here. i am absolutely not playing Cortez over 10K. If Cortez was 8K, Stevie, on this we'd be having a totally different discussion. He's 10-1, can't do it.
1: He's too expensive. I mean, I'm not going to probably play St. Louis Bats against him, but, um, you know, gosh, Goldschmidt and Renato's numbers against left-handed pitching this season are just nutty. Um, yeah. And I definitely don't want to play Dakota Hudson against the Yankees. I oh, mean, no. that Negative. That's just one of those spots. You don't even overthink that. You just stay away. Um, yeah. I mean, speaking of the Yankees Bats, Hudson just gives up a ton of hard contact to righties, 45.5%. Um, I think he's at 38% against lefties. So still you can play the lefties here as well. I mean, obviously you got judge, but Carpenter's under 5k. So Rizzo's under 5k. You you got Ben Nintendi there. Now he's 4,200. Um, I think the Yankees stack, one of the top stacks on the slate and they're really doable price wise.
2: Yeah, if Aaron Hicks can ever start hitting the ball again, he's thirty two hundred. He might is. not even be in the lineup anymore. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm aware, but yeah, man, it's uh, Yankee stack is definitely playing. and I really do like Ben and today at forty two hundred. I think he gives you a really good exposure here. Um, uh, DJ, you know, he he he's actually been playing really well outside of that last game against Seattle. Like he's another guy that started you know, doing his job, getting on base, getting the hits, driving in the RBI. So um, the other thing about DJ is if he's on base, he's absolutely a candidate for for a run score because the judge himself is coming right behind him pretty soon. So uh, love the Yankees today. Definitely think they're stat. DJ may actually get walked a little bit more today because um, uh, uh, Hudson does walk guys quite a bit, so – uh, I I like that for for more fantasy points to be scored as well.
1: All right, um, St. Louis bats. I mean, no one's gonna play Goldschmidt and Arenado today, and they just mash left-handed pitching. Do I love it? No, but man, they could really crush in this spot.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like it. Like the call. I definitely think if we're doing it, it's. Uh that's going to be one off Central that I don't think people do.
1: That'd be low on for sure. Colorado at Arizona. Eight and a half total here. The Diamondbacks, a 135 favorite. Herbie Marquez going up against Madison Bumgardner. Any interest here in Marquez?
2: Um, man, Stevie. At Arizona, at this price, I'm really close to being interested. Like... He has not been great this season, but there's still some skills there. I think if I'm running 150, I get I get some slight exposure.
1: I mean it's fair. I think that's super fair. He's cheap enough. Kind of setting up as a slate where you might end up saving some money at pitching a lot of the time here. Um yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think he I think he's playable. Um Madison Bumgarner had that like blast from the past game And then went back to being Madison Bumgarner Of course Braves. he did
2: Of course he did <laughs> The Braves lit him up And here's the thing Stevie, he still only went 93 pitches In six innings But zero strikeouts Three walks, eight hits Five runs, four earned I mean, just whew. Incredible night
1: Woof is right <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. Um, you ain't lying. So, anyway, um, I don't want to play Bumgarner here. I mean, I don't mind like CJ Crone, Connor Joe, Grichik, uh, Rogers as like a mini stack, like taking two or three of those guys. But I mean, I'm not fully stacking against Bumgarner here.
2: Yeah, I. <sighs> I don't mind. I, I think I'd, I'd be stack in Colorado just because it's Bumgarner on this slate. And, and, and just knowing that he could get hit around a bit. So, I'm not going to force myself into a Colorado stack, but I don't hate it.
1: It's always fun. I always laugh because, like, one of my biggest DFS nights ever was when Bumgarner pitched for the Giants and it was against Arizona, in Arizona one night. And, like, they just slacked so him. And they were, like, 3% owned. Because Bumgarner so, used to be good.
2: So ironically stevie one of my biggest nights on dk for mlb i'm not sure if it was the same night but this is when bumgarner and kershaw were both like the aces of the league and i stacked them both like one like i think kershaw stevie get this and this was cheap for kershaw i think kershaw was like 12 or 12-3 or something and bumgarner was like 11-1 and i ended up stacking them both and stacking like Kansas City when everybody was like two and 3K. And I remember it was a massive night on DK, I think. So I'm with you. But long gone are those days, though. Long gone are those days.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. LA at Seattle. Oh, boy. Seven total in on this one. Seattle is a 225 favorite. Sandoval against Ray. Any interest here in Sandoval?
2: Uh, I feel like if I like some of these other cheap guys, then I'm supposed to like Sandoval. I do think he has some upside, um, but I don't feel like Seattle is the team to to try it on. So I think I'm going to pass on Sandoval here. I don't think the team is bad enough for me to take a shot. If he was facing Detroit or something like that at 7,500, I'd be all the way in. But against Seattle, I'm not doing it.
1: I will say that if France is out of lineup again, I Rodriguez they said is still like five or six days away um, from playing in this one, see what the lineup looks like. I mean, that could just be one way to look at this spot is just see what the lineup looks like. But, I mean, the other side of this game, I love oh. Robbie Ray. Oh, um, yeah. He is the top pitcher on the slate for me today. Um, I mean, this Angels lineup is just horrific um, outside of like Ward Otani, just horrific Suzuki. I mean, has some upside against left-handed pitching, but Robbie Ray
2: Ten had strikeouts two- the last time we saw this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, and he's had two bad outings in a row and both of those are against Houston. I mean, that's tough matchups. This is a much better matchup. As I said, I think pretty sure Robbie Ray is my favorite pitcher today.
2: Yeah. Love Robbie Ray. Definitely think this is a big time spot for him. Uh, I am in my friend. Or some Robbie Ray absolutely
1: totally choked on my water um too that was not fun uh if anybody was wondering why I sounded weird there for a second um dying over some water well i got I got nothing bats wise in this game that I wanna play. I think this is the, gonna be the yeah. lowest scoring game on the slate. I think it's a pitcher's duel type of game. the seven total just kind of lines up with what I'm thinking, so i got I got nothing here. On the bats, um, yeah, I got nothing.
2: I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm in. No bats. Love Robbie Ray.
1: We finish it out. Padres, Dodgers, eight and a half total. Dodgers a one sixty five favorite. Sean Mania against Tony Gonzalez. Any interest here in Mania going up against the Dodgers? No. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass. He's ninety four hundred. I mean, that's just the thing that kind of scares me off of him. Is ninety four hundred against the Dodgers? Put two fantasy points against this team earlier this year. I don't have to do that. Um, Gonzalez 9,700. And, nope. I mean, the Padres lineup is just so much more dangerous now. Oh, like, boy. Just when, when they get Tatis back, I, I mean, this is just a lineup that you're not going to want to face. So, I think they won the trade deadline. I think anybody that argues that's crazy. Steven, and we'll they s- pulled off
2: Soto and Be- Like, I was actually yep. shocked that they pulled them both off. Like, Soto, okay, you give up. They got Soto and Bell, got rid of Hosmer, still got Manny. Still they're got, still paying for incredible. Hosmer, though. But, Stevie, but that, it's okay. No, like, I
1: mean, I, just like as a Red Sox fan, I'm like, hey, we'll take Hosmer for free. I mean, they're paying like almost his whole salary. So uh, I'm but, not mad about get, that one, Will.
2: But you get Bell, who's a, who's a oh, much I better player at this I point. Agree. Oh, my yeah. gosh. that's That's crazy. Like – They're going for it. They're they're trying to make sure they put a winner together for San Diego. And By George, I think they've got it. At least in the batch department.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you have anything? I mean, Gonzalo's a good pitcher. Juan Soto, man, is good. And now Machado has some real, like, protection. I don't think this is the slate you stacked them, but – I don't think you're going to – I think San Diego is now in that league with, like, the Yankees, the Astros. um, Oh, yeah. The Dodgers. You can can stack them against anybody on any slate.
2: Yeah. I mean, all it takes, Steve, is honestly three good swings from this team and they could be up on you 5-0. Like, that's how quick it could be. You walk a guy, a guy hits a single, a guy hits a double, a home run. You're done, like just like that. 5 up. I, I'm not gonna stack against Tony, but anybody else, and I don't, I, Tony's not like some elite strikeout pitcher either. But we'll see where he ends up this season. If you, if we get anybody Stevie against San Diego, that's middle of the road. Let's say, I'm trying to think of a middle of the road guy like Sonny Gray. Let's go like a sunny, gray-ish type. Like, you just keep stacking San Diego. Because I, I would say every one out of three games, they're going light, to light a guy like that up. Like, no problem. So, yeah, not stacking up today. But, yeah, this team is a whole man. Insane.
1: Um, any interest in the Dodgers' bats here?
2: I like the Dodgers' bats more than I do San Diego. Uh, I, I think they could get to Manaya. But I think it's more one off. So give me Betts or give me Trey Turner. Um I think those would be my, my favorite two. Oh uh Will Smith, of course, but these guys are expensive. So I think I think I absolutely take the Mets over either one of these teams today for what it's worth. I absolutely play the Mets over the Dodgers or the Padres.
1: All right. Let's play the morning grind game. We'll play that and then we'll get out of here and have a good weekend. Um NASCAR, Michigan, this week. I'm excited for that. Has some good data to look at for that one. So really pumped uh to see if we can get that rolling. Chiefs killing it over there on Discord in the prop shop. Um I mean it's free. If you're not in there, you should be. Um I mean, we even see like Blender posting in there now, too. So
2: yeah, is joint Blender's broken down and, and hopped in the shop today. There
1: you go. All right. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today?
2: Um, So many guys, Stevie. I, I actually like a lot of guys under 8K. Give me... This is going to be close. I think this is going to be close, Stevie. I'm going to go Jose Berrios at 7700
1: I figure that's who you're going to take. Um, I'm going to take Kyle Gibson, man. This Washington lineup just not good. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today?
2: Um, Tyler Mollett.
1: All right. Um, I can get behind that one. I am going to go... I think I'm going to go Manaya against the Dodgers. Uh, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run today.
2: So many. Give me... Give me Matt Carpenter going back to St. Louis against Mr. Hudson.
1: Oh, you took my guy. Really?
2: Yes. No I had, way. I
1: had it written. No down way. Too. I said, I am... A hundred percent. I'll go I'll go Devers against Cranky, but I did i, I no Devers, way. I was like I'm a hundred percent going Carpenter in the home run game just because I want to mention the revenge against St. Louis. Um
2: so yeah. And, and I, we didn't really pump that play of so That's strange. Listen, yeah. Carpenter's probably absolutely hitting a home run now. Like, we're both in on this.
1: Anybody that's – I mean, for a long – I mean, any long-time listener knows that I never pump up my home run play because I always want to, like, pump it up Um, and, like, I don't want to, like, punch it home during the breakdown. But, hey, you know, good for you, Will. Good for you realizing that Matt Carpenter's going back to St. Louis and he is going to go yard on this game, but – Uh, Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits.
2: Give me Jeff McNeil against Ian Anderson. My gosh.
1: I mean, we're going to the same team here. I mean, we're on the same wavelengths today. I'm going Vogelbach against Ian Anderson at 3,600. It's going to be a good
2: day, Stevie.
1: It's going to be be a good day. One of those
2: is a bomber.
1: Yes, sir. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today.
2: Well, I, I was I was going to give the Mets, but I think everybody already knows that we're headed that direction. I'm going to go to a team that uh, we talked about briefly. Could could come out of a slump here. Give me Boston against Mr. Green. All right,
1: I'm gonna go White Sox because <laughs>
2: eventually oh, it's gonna happen. It's uh, coming.
1: I want to be that guy that. Hey, I told you. I'm just kidding. I'm never that guy. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go White Sox because, heck, why not, man? It's eventually, eventually going to happen. It's just, I mean, it's a, it's a fun slate. It's a really weird slate because, like, my two favorite pitchers are guys that I would have wanted to play like five years ago, in, in Robbie Ray and Corey Kluber. But it's a fun slate, man. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: No, man. I think it's gonna be a good day. We're ending the day in total agreement here, Stevie on uh, on the Matt Carpenter play. So I, I, I'm pretty stoked about this.
1: All right. That will wrap us up. Hope everyone has a fantastic, fantastic um, weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking baseball. I think it's Will. So there you go. Back, hanging out again. Good luck, yeah. everyone. We will see you on Monday.